0: But yeah, like uh, like I was telling my wife when I left this morning, I go, well, I think it's gonna be kind of like kind of like a um, a zoo exhibit type of thing. It's like, ooh, look at the podcasters in their mm. natural environment. Exactly. <laughs> look at look at them casting those pods, which is, explains <laughs> all the feces. Nice. Welcome back to Mike Seibert Radio. I am your host, and we are live from RenCon, Renton City Comic Con 2019. We're uh, we're in a really cool spot in that like uh, there's like this um, it's it's a little kind of like Podcaster's Cove. It's a neat corner. Of the show floor, um, I don't know who my neighbors across from me are yet. I just got in, uh, basically just with my hair on fire, coming straight from work. Um, I kind of, you know, got an opportunity to meet a couple folks, and it's like, hey, let's uh, let's go pod some casts. So we're uh, we are gonna uh, wing this and figure it out as we go. It's gonna be a great time. Uh, you'll probably hear me a couple times uh, get distracted uh, by shiny objects, like, oh, hey, it's Scott Hanline, the driver of the bubblebee car. <laughs> (laughs) You know, so there'll be a lot of that, but I am not here in this isolated corner by myself. I have a guest who is gracious enough to give me some of his time because I know this man is a busy, busy dude this weekend. That's what I tell people. Um, uh, Dyer Oxley, host of the Northwest Nerd podcast and so much more. Thank you for jumping on with me here for a couple minutes.
1: Thank you for letting me jump on here with you. And I've been here at the podcast booth all day. And Mm -hmm. uh, you coming up with the name Podcast Cove,
0: I'm going to steal that. The Pod Cove. Pod Cove. Pod Cove. There it is. I I, love love it. You know, I I've just recently had some, like, brainstorming sessions with other like-minded folks. And it's Mm -hmm. amazing how ideas just kind of organically come about it's like one person you have an idea then your buddy has a better idea mm-hmm. and then the next person you talk to and next thing you know you've come up with pod cove right and it's, <laughs> it's course, really like cool. someone
1: like you know steve jobs steals it or something yes and then, yes <laughs> and then it's an apple product there it is <laughs> i'm a mac fan i can say
0: that ah very good i i have yet to join the steve jobs master race okay so one just, of us yes one pretty much us. pretty much um but this uh, this is really serendipitous like uh, originally i was going to connect with a different guest and you know on yeah. the convention scene things happen folks uh folks aren't able to make it it's totally fine because i i honestly have been meaning to connect with you on a mm-hmm. podcast level for I don't know, probably almost two years now. Oh, seriously? <laughs> yeah, and, and I think it's one of those things where I just haven't had the opportunity to say, like, hey, man, you got a couple minutes? Like, maybe we could do some, like, crossover or something. Yeah. And what I've found is usually when there's a unifying event... Where like, you know, the same people are in the same place at the same time. It's mm-hmm. like, finally, we can, uh, we can connect with Dyer and learn more about uh, Northwest Nerd. Because I'm a fan. I really like the show. Well, thank you. And I it, don't know
1: how to take compliments. <laughs> so people can't see how uncomfortable I am right now when someone actually compliments the podcast but thank you very much uh and if i'm gonna return the compliment I mm. uh, thank you for what you do um i'm also very bad at giving compliments but i will do an example here uh, okay. your show did a uh segment two segments two shows mm. on um it was like a uh comics gate controversy oh, yeah. and i feel like I'm pretty in the know. Yeah? I, uh, you know, my therapist tells me I'm a smart person, Um, but I have never really heard or got into, like, comic skate or really knew what it was, I guess. And it felt like it was, like, a very educational segment. So I listened Uh to both of them because I think, one, you kind of, like, did, like, a kind of intro and another one you did kind of like a response yeah right
0: yeah and and the second part was completely unintentional it's like i Mm -hmm. was gonna move on to other content but then i got such a overwhelming listener response and such a varied and diverse amount of listener responses it's like i got to do another show and and honestly i um i had really no intention of, like, blowing the lid off of something. Yeah. What had happened was I had discovered that there was a creator in a fandom that I'm very close to, turns out, is a huge comic skater, yeah. which is, you know, depending upon what circles you're in, is, you know, kind of almost like um, – incels at best, alt-right <laughs> at worst, um, in terms of, um, you know, comics book creators. Like, I mean, they, they just want to party like it's 1993. You know, yeah. you know, giant guns, giant boobs, no representation. And it's just, yeah. you know, it, it's a spot in a creative space that we just don't need to be in, in 2019. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I just, I, I, I often use my podcast as kind of a, a opportunity to just vent. It's like mm-hmm. I came across this, and I think I want to talk about it with you. You know, meaning the audience. You know, um, oftentimes in um, you know, kind of broadcasting, we're kind of taught the power of you, right? You know, right. it's uh, you know, the stuff that we do is very much a companion medium. It's what you do while you're doing something else. Mm-hmm. So you're not necessarily talking to hey everybody. I'm talking to you. It's the
1: conversation. Exactly.
0: In. Yeah. Um, so I, I think I just kind of wanted to have that conversation with my audience, and I was uh, again I was really surprised by the response to it. Yeah. Um. As uh, as you may have heard from some of my podcast episodes, a lot of it is it's it's focused chaos in that like <laughs> I um you know what my show will be can often change day of. Okay. Um. Again, like with uh with uh my. Overwhelming listener response to the Comic Skate stuff. It's like, well, I, I think I was just going to talk about Transformers again, but okay, we're, we're, we're going to talk about this now. Exactly. It's, so it's kind it's, of it's interesting. interesting.
1: I came across another issue, which was uh, I was reporting on something else, mm-hmm. and uh, I keep hitting this mic. I hope I'm not screwing something up. Uh, <laughs> the. Uh, In case for those who don't know, a Northwest Nerd, uh, we do a lot of talk radio-style podcasting, Mm -hmm. which folks are familiar with. Uh, What I do is more kind of like This American Nerd or uh, you Radio Lab Nerd or something. It's the closest I can describe it. It's a lot of feature storytelling and things like that. Um, One thing I came across when I was uh, reporting was the whole fake geek girl thing. And I think I had heard... Names like booth babe, like thrown around, yeah. but it was kind of like in the like peripheral, um, or someone say like fake geek girl. It never really like hit me uh, in my face before, mm-hmm. um, where I was actually in a conversation about it, and I forget exactly what happened. I was interviewing somebody, and they said like fake geek girl, or somehow it came up. So I looked into it, and yeah, there was this whole idea of like oh, there's a fake geek girl um, in booth babes, and then you're throwing around all these terms. So yeah. I went and I actually did a whole podcast feature on yeah. it. I actually found uh, some other podcasters called the Fake Geek Girls. They podcast locally here um, and kind of talked with them about the whole idea, why they even called their podcast the Fake Geek Girl podcast, yeah. like tongue in cheek. And then I ended up interviewing a gentleman who wrote like the Fake Geek Girl article on CNN oh, that really? everybody always cites as being like the uh, the, 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 the manifesto, offender, if, the you manifesto if you will. And um, and found that his story was just fascinating. Really? And I don't want to get too much into it if you want, so you can go listen to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's just say that he doesn't really feel the same way anymore. He's yeah. kind of had quite a bit of an educational experience. Mm-hmm. And he is basically spending a lot of his time now trying to kind of correct the course. Right. from what uh, I mean, he's not behind that term, but he, he steered the ship quite a bit. Right. On, uh, a while ago, and so I don't know it was interesting. Uh, I came across that in my uh, in my podcast, and similar to what you're talking about, the whole comicscape thing. Uh, I f- I feel, and maybe this is because I watch too much Star Trek, <laughs> is I-, I feel like everybody should be on the bridge you know yeah, yeah. and uh, I feel that's kind of the way within the what I like to call the geek economy you know mm-hmm. within this geek uh, realm that everybody should be on the bridge and yeah. nobody gets to be told unless they're Wesley that they shouldn't be on the bridge right you know right. anybody who's gonna be a Wesley you know, the the Wesleys I'm saying are the ones that call people fake geek girls. Right. Those are the ones that shouldn't be on the bridge. But, yeah.
0: Exactly. That yeah. it's you know the old adage of like you know when you when you're pointing a finger at yeah. somebody, there's three more pointing back at yourself. Right. You know yeah. that that kind of thing. And
1: I love Will Wheaton. I don't mean to make that like oh. an insult. No.
0: <laughs> I like how you snuck that in there. Very yeah, deft know. and very I know. subtle.
1: I'm gonna go take a photo with him in like a week. So I hope. Oh, yeah, not that he listens to anything that I do.
0: <laughs> you never know. Well, because, you know, one of the things that I've learned through doing um, college radio and podcasting mm-hmm. and professional commercial radio is that just when you think that nobody is listening, somebody is always right? listening. I, I've never ceased to be surprised where like just, just like the weird connections I've made. Like uh like uh, you know like I've uh, I've met cosplayers that know folks that I used to work with at my old job yeah. fifteen years ago. Yeah. And it's like you know Mike. Well, yeah, I know Mike. How do you know Mike? You know, that, that kind of thing. Yeah. It, it really is a small world after all, as the uh, as the ride goes. No, it's,
1: it's interesting. I come from the world of newspapers before mm-hmm. I got into an audio format, um, where I was a reporter for a variety of very boring topics that I felt were important. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, getting into the radio sphere, you and I work for uh, different uh, radio stations, and uh in our day jobs yes and i uh i would do something where like i would for some reason need to go on mic with somebody who's actually on air and i kind of learned a lot um doing that before going get into the podcast realm mm-hmm. and so i would go over there and then i would get like Five text messages all at once from people that I would not expect to listen to the station at right. all. Being like, "I hear you on the station right now," or more accurately, "My mom heard you on the station right now," <laughs> or something like that. And yeah, it was it was a little bit different. Whereas, like in the newspaper realm, nobody texted me as like, I picked up your paper right <laughs> something right like that
0: <laughs> yeah th- there's an interesting anonymity to um uh some of the stuff that we do for our day jobs and honestly dyer that was one of the reasons why i want Ben uh, been man to connect with you in a big bad way because like you know um i i feel like we're uh you and i are kind of two of a kind and almost like kind of like the the shelbyville versions of each other <laughs> you know <laughs> now now that's and that's meant complimentary because i'm probably the shelby version of you but but yeah we we have very similar uh backgrounds and do very similar things um to the point where like you know we have like this whole um other side of you know doing podcasting and doing it for fun and as a hobby but the thing that i i really enjoy about what you folks are doing with northwest nerd is it it Feels like it's coming from a journalistic standpoint. Yeah, you know, and and it has that voice, like uh, like you were describing earlier. In in other words, it sounds and feels like a real show. (laughs) whereas whereas i appreciate the compliments and kudos but um you know you know as as content creators you know we all have that imposter syndrome right yeah you know and we're always our own worst critics and we always have that insecurity so so when somebody rolls up to me and says that they like my show my first thing is like why and one of my one of my challenges over like the last i don't know two three years is to um pause before i say why and say Thank you. Right,
1: that's what I've why? been working on for a while now. <laughs> yeah. uh, my girlfriend it gives me a lot of crap for that. Sure. Saying so you need to slow down and just say why, and, or say thank you yes. instead of wondering like, uh, so you so you're the one who listens to me or something like that, <laughs> I'm oh, the which one is listening. my usual like uh, self-degrading type of joke yeah, that yeah. I would throw out there. Um, Yeah, I don't know. It's funny that you would say that it sounds like a real show, which thank you for saying that because that's the goal. Mm -hmm. Um, But, uh, no, when you listen to what you're doing, like the audio engineering quality, um, especially with, I don't know, your your mailbag thing alone, um, (laughs) is like something engineering something like that is a skill. I don't think people realize the the kind of skill and intuition you need to actually engineer something like that. It's It's a muscle I haven't really exercised so much. I'm more just... Get out and get people to tell their story yeah, you know, and things like that. Which, self-promotion, uh, I have a lot of really great stories coming up for season four starting nice. in September. That's my plug. Um, That's why you're yeah. here, dude. Plug, yeah.
0: plug away. Don't be shy.
1: Yeah, no, late September season four starts up, and uh, I'm already losing sleep trying to get everything put together. <laughs> um, yeah, but I'm, I'm looking forward. I got some stuff that I'm probably more excited about for this next season than I've ever been excited about before.
0: Can you toss us a juicy tease? Juicy
1: Tees. Very inspirational cosplayers that are uh, Instagram famous, should we say. Oh. Um, and the background that they bring that you might not expect. Uh, I am... I have interviewed a... How do I put this? Jedi priest, officially ordained. Okay. Um, for something rather specific that he does. Uh, I don't want to give away any more. Of because it really is a... One of the funnest things I've ever got to interview. Really? And somebody who uh, has a very unique form of synesthesia, you can Google that, uh, created a Northwest Nerd tea blend for us. Oh what does Northwest Nerd taste like? <laughs> so that—that that is all just kind of uh, oh the tip of the iceberg gosh. that'll be coming out. And then of course for our Halloween episode, I, I'm still trying to scramble, put together something spooky nice. for everybody, but you can expect something. Uh, to creep you out.
0: Very cool. Well, I appreciate the uh, succulent, juicy teases. Yeah. And if That's- I'm doing a little bit of just
1: a promotion or whatever, uh, this will be the first season that we've brought on some folks to help us out that want to volunteer. So behind me right now running the board is uh, Brandon Haddix, who we've called reporter, correspondent. I like to call him Ensign Haddix. Yeah. Because I like to give everybody a Starfleet uh, <laughs> ranking of some kind. But, um, yeah, so you know when you talk about like it sounds like a real show uh folks coming on to actually like say hey we want to help you out you know and, and folks have s- kind of started coming out of the weeds to finally you know kind of do that yeah. um so there's some folks sporting some northwest nerd shirts that I'm, i i gotta say it's it kind of it's, it's impossible for me to physically cry but yeah. if it were that would bring a tear yeah. to my eye. Yeah.
0: Well, I, I got to say on that, your, uh, your branding and imaging game is strong. Thank you. Um, yeah. you Because know, it's an instantly recognizable logo. You've recruited tons yeah. of friends to wear the merch, <laughs> and it's it, it's great. I, I
1: feel guilty because the logo is by uh, Nick, my partner, Nick Jarn, who does this uh, with me. Uh, his buddy Dylan did the logo, and I paid essentially everybody in beer yeah. to help me out because uh, – You know, I'm a journalist, and I can't afford to pay people stuff. So, uh, yeah, so, like, the logo, he was just really, really good at doing it. I almost feel guilty. I feel like Nike going to Portland State University. I don't know if you know the story Mm. where they they paid, like, a graphics design person 20 bucks to make that swoosh, and now it's Nike. uh, And one day, yes, Northwest Nerd will be the Nike I'm trying to sound confident. Yeah, it's not coming no, off very well.
0: No, I, I was going to say this public service announcement brought to you <laughs> by Pay Your Friends for the work that they do. <laughs> exactly. Well, because like what, uh, coming from the uh, college radio experience, uh-huh. I uh, there's a lot of like trade outs and right. a, and a lot of stuff that's done for looks, you know, and, uh-huh. and, and in the content creation, especially the independent content creation, you know, you hear a lot of like, oh, we'll do it for exposure. You know, last time yeah. I checked, and I've totally sto- stolen this from artist Rebecca Hicks, but um, last time I checked, people die of exposure. Yes. So yeah, you can't pay rent with exposure. Bucks. I, I
1: can't say there, there's a there's a, a place for that. I uh, I'm a writer, mm-hmm. and I've done a lot of writing gigs. I the, the example I always give people is I've written for a uh, Amish newspaper. Okay. You know, like that was a gig that I had. Um, <laughs> but a lot of folks will try to pay you in exposure and and there's a place for that to a certain degree, but like, you know, you can only be exposed so long, you know, eventually you do need to start eating, you know? Exactly. Um, And I, gosh, man, how many people have tried to pay me with exposure is one thing. So I at least try to give people beer.
0: Well, and, and there's, there is something to be said for, you know, mutually beneficial exposure also. Yeah. But yeah, it's like, I feel like it's, it's, the big fish taking advantage of the little fish Uh it's like oh you know i'll I'll let you swim in my pond a little bit but you got to give me like something really cool in return like a like a logo or uh graphic designs or audio editing you know all kinds of weird stuff it's like once once you have friends in a community that know you know how to do stuff yeah it's amazing who comes out of the woodwork sometimes let
1: me ask you a question how do yeah. you how do you feel about this because in the, the podcasting world i feel has almost like early realms of the internet feel early realms of some sort of diy culture oh yeah where a lot of folks feel like they're in the same tribe a lot of folks mm-hmm. feel like they're in the same club even though your podcast is different than mine your podcast has different topics than mine. we're different but almost like there is a connection there. and mm-hmm. But we also both come from a side that's commercial radio. Yeah. And I feel like there's a much different feel mm-hmm. in that, you know, eventually commercial radio is going to have to grow more towards the podcast. Yes. Because that's like kind of where the future is. And I say mm-hmm. that coming from newspapers who refuse yeah. to come along with what the future was. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you feel that there's almost like that, you know, like, it's almost like night and day working like my commercial job, and then I kind of work over to podcasts, and then everybody's just like hugging each other.
0: yeah, Th- that's very much my experience actually. I in fact, I even I, I'm, I, I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm very open with my coworkers about what I do mm-hmm. And the only thing that, um, that that my boss recommended to me because you know they have a podcast, turns out everybody has a podcast, yeah. And you know we, we all uh, we all get the opportunity to use the equipment off the clock and all that other. I kind have the of
1: same experience.
0: Everybody's got the see, like I said, you know, Shelbyville, yeah. but it's you know it's it's uh, um, the one bit of advice my boss gave me is like you know try to create a little bit of distance. You know, it's like you know in terms of, and this is something that I've struggled with since I was on KGRG doing uh, college radio back in uh, uh, 15, it's like, I I never crafted a stage name. I never really, I'm just, I'm just Mike Seibert. And the way I was kind of taught in terms of like, you know, your on-air persona or personality is it's, it's you just, Click the dial one more, you know right. th- the equivalent of like turn it to eleven or something right. just just heightened like you know I could feel my my voice kind of catch a little bit. It's like I'm using a, a different part of my diaphragm when uh-huh. i when I'm doing this, but but outside of that it's it's just me, so I've never really figured out how to do that,
1: yeah. I actually, it's funny you bring that in, like, bring it to is How I, how I put it, because I, I, I'm very boring when I talk, and I'm not being mm. self degrading there. That's just how I I talk is just very just, hey, man, how's it going, like, yeah. in person. Yeah. When you get on mic and you listen to yourself, like, I'll put myself to sleep, you know, doing <laughs> that. Most people will when they get on mic. It's a little, sure. like, you know, inside baseball, behind the scenes for you listeners out there. Yeah, yeah. But, uh... It's almost like you have to speak as if you're talking with your hands. Like, go a little bit more up there. Go a little bit further down. Mm -hmm. Be an exaggerated version of yourself. It's kind of funny, like you go by by your name. I went by my name. Uh, and it only took a while <laughs> later when after working with people in like radio and TV to find out that here's another little inside little thing for yeah, folks yeah. out there nobody really uses their real name right you know right. and i should have learned that a while ago i should have yeah. like thought of something so cool yeah like you know like my name's podcaster James McAvoy or something <laughs> exactly. like that and like had a I cool don't know name, what to do but instead I went out there and like my name's Dyer Oxley you can find me on Facebook
0: <laughs> you know like I should have probably thought ahead on yeah that. yeah meanwhile people are going to a, a certain news website and it's like that same dude yeah. yeah yeah because I I would imagine that 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 Wall would be even higher for you because you're you're an active journalist, yeah. you know, um, doing both content creation for yourself, but then also for your job. Mostly, what the way I put it in my job is,
1: I've, I'm I'm journalist light. Sure. Most anything that I do is is columnist work or just cranking out content stuff for somebody else. I work in radio, so it's really somebody else's content mm-hmm. that I've got to make look pretty. And then every now and then, something that's important for people to know. Uh, that's when my journalist hat will go on, and it's all, it's, the way I call it is, it's, it's, just the boring stuff that most people aren't going to read, but I'm right. sorry, it's the important stuff. Exactly. You know, the the important stuff that you're actually going to want to know is usually the stuff, uh, or you need to know is usually not the stuff people will click on. Mm-hmm. But you know, uh, notable people that are your legislators or lawmakers that you really want to know where they are at. That's the stuff when I put on my journalist hat. And then the other stuff's just the other day I wrote something about uh, a personal experience I had with panhandlers in Seattle and mm-hmm. a journey of discovering something that I didn't know of how difficult. It it is to actually find shelter in the city amid yeah. a very hot-button topic but also a very serious topic of homelessness that everybody's facing. So that's more of, like, the columnist hat because yeah. you know, it was more uh, personal. Um, but, yeah, uh, I forget what the question was, but it almost is like, yeah, I do have to kind of keep a little bit of a separate persona, Yeah, if that makes yeah, sense. I, I,
0: guess, I guess that's what I'm getting at is, like, yeah, how, um, how do you – what kind of struggles do you have, you know, making that distinction and how – how do you kind of get through that
1: oh, struggle is a really good thing too because when you work in the, this the re- arena i work in is is not really news it's more talk radio right and coming from news i mean that was like that was like my religion of like journalism was like my science yeah and talk radio is like the opposite it really is exact opposite it's and I it took me two years really working in that to even figure it out yeah how do you even navigate that line and and it really what it is is it's it's an extension of columnist work and working with columnists, which I've done I work with columnists. I don't agree with all up and down the day but I understood how to put out and lay out a page and that's Mm -hmm. essentially how I manage it Is that I'm laying out a page for a columnist, even though that columnist may or may not be too bright, you know. So like, you know, that that's kind of what it is. But honestly, I I kind of I keep a very significant difference or a distance between stuff that is uh, in that columnist realm and the stuff that I actually care and I'm like passionate about, right? um, Which is Northwest Nerd. Like, Mm -hmm. that's one of the reasons I started Northwest Nerd is because. I wanna do something where I was actually feeling like I was doing something that mattered. And mm-hmm. do something I was passionate about. But also fill a gap in a space that I feel wasn't there. Exactly. I don't I didn't feel at the time that there was a lot of people telling the stories that make us nerds. Right. That were going behind like I said, someone who has synesthesia that can taste pop culture, that's a story there mm-hmm. and I felt like there was somebody there who could like needed to be there that could tell it and that's kinda where you know, Nick and I started talking. I brought it to him. He comes from talk radio. He's the opinion guy. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, when I brought it to him, that's when we kind of started forming this idea of like making the podcast more of a magazine. When you open a magazine, like you have your feature story. That's what I do. Then you have some news bites. And maybe you have some commentary. That's like the editorial page. Yeah. And that's essentially what you get with Northwest Nerd is you open up the podcast
0: and you get that magazine through it. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I love that. Um, so switching gears a little bit, you know, I, I um, towards the end of, uh, interviews, I like to ask my guests and I, I, my very favorite thing about doing this podcasting thing is meeting and connecting with mm-hmm. people and hearing their stories and sharing their stories. And all that, and we've kind of covered a lot of, like, the, you know, kind of uh, origin story type of stuff, you know, how uh, <laughs> how, how Peter Parker becomes Spider-Man, that, yeah. that kind of stuff. I was bit by a radioactive journalist. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So um, uh, what I like to ask my guests is kind of a a I sometimes we refer to it as kind of the job interview type of questions. Okay. And some of this we've kind of addressed already, but it's kind of like a three-legged stool of, like, what's – What's your biggest challenge? how have you overcome it okay. what's the dream and then to round it out what advice would you have for folks that want to pursue their own creative interest
1: so if as in in the lens of Northwest nerd okay, right um, what what was the first part of that question going back? Uh,
0: biggest challenge
1: biggest challenge is uh, Differentiating us, uh, I think, from a lot of other. You mentioned that everybody has a podcast. Yeah, it's true. I think that's a double edged sword because I think in one hand it's like everybody can have a podcast and that's a really great thing. Yeah. The other thing is everybody can have a podcast, um, and that isn't necessarily a great thing when you have right. folks that are, you know, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to call out like names or anything because there's really no names to call out. Right. But some folks uh, do like what they call podcasting, but it's really just like audio diaries. Yeah. Which is fine, but which
0: can be a form of podcasting as yes. well, I suppose.
1: I, and I, the reason I say that is because I, I feel like there, there's a there's a place for that within the realm of podcasting. But yeah. I think that everybody's impression of podcasting is that I yes. uh, I've been in a situation where I've said or I've had a friend tell someone about our podcast. And they said, is this just another person in their basement talking about Captain America's shield for three hours? Exactly, or yeah. And just to try to get them to say, no, no, it's different. I, yeah. think, I think getting the message across in a humble way without sounding insulting just to say, hey, we're, we're, doing, we're trying to do something different. Yeah. Give us some time because that's a lot to ask somebody is give us some time mm-hmm. to actually listen. So there's that um, second part of your question. Was Uh,
0: Overcoming said challenge.
1: Overcoming said challenge is really just putting in the time and actually talking with people. And the thing that I think that makes podcasting great is it's a personal format. It's a personal meaning because most anybody I know who listens to our podcast are people who I now know. Renee who is our listener Grace who is our listener who now I don't say Renee our listener or Grace our listener I say that's Renee and Grace you know and I think that's the thing that makes the difference between like podcasts that are really kind of in it for like the love of podcasting um, is they actually know the folks who are listening to them Mm -hmm. you know and it is a very personal thing and I think that's the thing is you just got to kind of put in some of that time but also put in some of that FaceTime and just personal touch um, what is the goal? Yeah, what, would, what's the dream, man? So basement level bottom thing of the dream would just make Northwest Nerd sustainable because I mm-hmm. feel like I've just put in a lot of my own money and time <laughs> to get everything up and running. But I would like Northwest Engineer Nerd, can
0: confirm. Yes. I, I would like to
1: um, make it at least self-sustaining, if not something that could be its own entity and business. Yeah. Uh, other legs, you, you talk about like a three-legged stool. Yeah. I call Northwest Nerd a tentpole. Yeah. You know, like Northwest Nerd, the podcast is the tentpole, but maybe in the future... Uh, there's magazines mm-hmm. maybe in the future. There's other podcasts where we, you and I are both podcasters in Seattle So, you know, everybody's talked about a podcast network in Seattle. Nobody's doing it Yeah, but like, you know <laughs> something like that but first we got to make sure the tent pole is strong yeah. and uh, and that's kind of that's my main focus mm-hmm. and then a, advice for other people is the, Who are in creative endeavors and this doesn't matter if you're in podcasting or not, but here's the thing that I tell everybody. This is something I learned from newspapers. Something I learned from here is never be afraid of the red pen. You should always embrace the red pen. And what I mean by the red pen is when you do newspapers, you copy edit. And you have somebody look through the page that you just wrote, that you just put your heart and soul in, and then they rip it apart. Mm -hmm. They take that pen and they red pen all over it, and then they red pen over something else, and then you do it again, and they put more red ink all over it. But that's the thing. Writers who don't do the red pen, there's a name for them. Mm. They're called bad writers.
0: You're not wrong. So whether
1: you're you're in writing, whether you're in art, whether you're in uh, podcasting, there should always be an element of allowing someone to come in and tell you their red pen, your thought. And it's not bad critique, Mm -hmm. it's constructive. That's the thing about it. Absolutely. You know, you want someone to come in and help construct you and build you up with their red ink, and you should never be afraid of that. You should embrace it and love it. And I love it. Anytime someone comes in and says, this is what's wrong with your podcast or something, I may not agree with them, but mm-hmm. I still want that information because I want that perspective.
0: There's yeah. there's no bad feedback. Right. It's right. it's feedback that might not be immediately actionable and right. it takes a while for something to click like like my thing, you know, both personally and professionally, is it takes usually like Another person saying the same thing. Almost like right. a confirmation bias type thing. Right. Where it's like, oh, I, I really think this didn't work. And yeah, third party's like, yeah, that re- really didn't work. Yeah. Cool. And, and then we learn and grow and. Exactly. And, yeah, no, that's, uh, that's really good advice. I'm, Thank you. I, yeah. I'm personally going to take that to heart because anybody that has seen my two-plus-hour episodes talking about <laughs> Godzilla, King of the Monsters, knows that, yeah, um, yeah, we could all use a little more red pen in our lives, I think. I, yeah, I, I, really I, I embrace that.
1: the red pen. But cool. you know what's the great thing about podcasting is there's someone out there who wants to talk two hours.
0: That's the thing, yeah, too. and, and About I, Godzilla. And, and I feel like there's a time and a place for everything, right? Yeah. But there's also a time to be respectful of people's time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And speaking of, I just uh, happen to be kind of looking at the time, and I think our uh, time is drawing to a close. I know okay. you've got a million and a half things to do here at RenCon. In That's fact, what I tell people. You know, um, so before, uh, before I let you go, uh, do you want to talk about uh, RenCon? Kind of like... Because I think we kind of mentioned it a little bit at the beginning for geography purposes, geographical references. We are almost live
1: from Rencon. Um, I did a feature uh, series on Rencon last year when uh, it was just a fascinating story of them and local politics and just these three little engines that could, that really want to get the three owners of Rencon, who want to get this to be, like, a thing for the South Sound area. And... um, there's much more to it. You can go listen to that. But mm-hmm. uh, after that, I uh, completely became uh, biased and volunteered my time with them. Yeah. Uh, I can't volunteer a lot of time with them because I essentially have like two jobs already. But right. one thing that I, I thought I could do was help them with the podcast area because yeah. they were doing streaming before and kind of throwing podcasting in with it. And it's, that's not – it's the same territory, but it's not really. So uh, basically I brought my all my own gear and invited podcasters who are in the geek realm um i mean geek is a positive thing there absolutely um and uh, just said hey you should have some time to be in the mix and people can see you because mm-hmm. one of the challenges podcasters have with conventions especially like this i'm a nerd i should go to comic cons and promote northwest nerd that's that's the audience yeah but i don't sell anything mm-hmm. i'm just telling stuff, so I wanted to provide a place for podcasters to come and tell about themselves (laughs) and get their message out of, hey, we're here, and check us out. You know, and So that's what essentially this booth is and we're here for people who want to come and record and maybe have access to guests they normally wouldn't have access to mm-hmm. and do that kind of uh, podcaster hug thing
0: we talked about exactly, and give yeah. some support to some folks. Because so. you know, we're, we're all in the same tribe, we're all in this little community together. Yeah. Um, while, uh, while we're here on uh, the record putting it on wax, do you want to give uh, shout outs to other shows that have been uh, participating? In this yeah, uh, uh, corner here?
1: Deadbeat Film Society came up and interviewed Stephen Smith from NASA, one of my favorite people. I wore my NASA shirt today because I knew I'd be meeting him. Uh, I moderated the panel for the keynote panel for them earlier today with oh, cool. Stephen Smith and and uh, some other amazing minds that uh, all about science that made people either inspired or freaked out. Um, and we had Podcast with No Name on earlier. Uh, who uh, interviewed Kenneth Calhoun, who is a special effects makeup artist who's from this area but now works in L.A. We're going to have Fate Geek Girls on uh, later. We're going to have Northwest Nerd on later. I'm going to forget some podcasts and I'm trying not to offend people. <laughs> uh, Nocturnal Emissions is another one that's like a horror-based podcast. Yeah. They're coming on as well. And uh, and unfortunately, we had a couple of folks drop out at the last minute. But yeah, some other podcasts using the space, which I'm very, very happy. And folks that just can come and... Uh, Use the space for interviews yeah. and things like that,
0: which is really cool. And I, I like that more and more conventions because of folks like yourself, kind of trying to say, you know, there's something to this podcasting thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, we're seeing this more and more in conventions, like uh, you know, uh, Emerald City Comic Con, like two years ago, yeah. had had a whole podcasters area, and it was it was really neat.
1: Oh, and believe me, I have uh, I have taken quite a lot of their ear time telling them to bring it back. So oh yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. you know, a- any time I happened to see Jim, I was like, hey, man, uh, podcast. He's like, yeah, I oh, know, yeah. I know. Also, I don't really do a whole lot with the show anymore. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. But, yeah, exactly. But, uh, <laughs> but he's anyway. Been,
1: he's been a Jim DeMonaco. He's been on. He was he's such a nice guy. He was on the first episode of Northwest Nerd when I didn't really know what I was doing. And I had a very limited uh, yeah. experience. And he was just such a gem to even take the time with me. To just do a feature on Emerald City Comic Con yeah. and him, his story within that of because uh, he's not the only founder, but he's one of, Correct. and uh, kind of his story of kind of starting Emerald City Comic Con mm-hmm. back in the day, and uh, he was really and he was very patient with me. So <laughs> shout out to him.
0: Yeah, he's a uh, Jim's a really sweet guy. I uh, I remember. Uh, buying comics from him at the old comic oh, stop. Really? So i i was uh, I wasn't like there in the room in the shop when they yeah. when they said, "Why don't we do our own convention?" But I was there like the following Wednesday. Okay. So it was like you know uh, Brian Meredith and uh, Jim Deminacos. there they're just like, so um, we're going to do a comic convention, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, nice. all right. And, and here we are, what, 17 years later, and, and right. it's, you know, one of the uh, top ten uh, pop culture fan conventions in the entire country. Exponential growth. It's, yeah. it, it's, it's bonkers. But but yeah. but that but that's a whole other story for a whole other day. Dyer yeah. uh, Oxley, I really appreciate you taking the time to hang out with us here on Mike Seibert Radio. Before we let you go and we part ways for now, can you let folks know where we can find you out on the internet and how we can connect with you on those social medias?
1: Uh, we are on the internet, um, yes. <laughs> Northwest Nerd, uh, nw nerdcom uh, is the website, and then we are on uh, all the social media. Is weird because some of them we ha- someone already came up with the Northwest Nerd tag. So I believe on Instagram we are nw underscore uh, nerd. And then on Twitter, we are the same. And then Facebook is just uh, Northwest Nerd. Uh, I, to be quite honest, I'm very proud of my SEO skills because that is yeah. also something I do in my other life. And if you just Google Northwest Nerd, NW Nerd, everything's going to come right up for you.
0: Very cool. Well, I uh, uh, really appreciate it. And that will that will do it for this very special live from RenCon episode of uh, Mike Seibert Radio. Uh, For Mike Seibert Radio, my name is Mike.
1: I'm Dyer Oxy with Northwest Nerd.
0: And until next time, make good choices. You've been listening to the Mike Seibert Radio Podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching at Radio. Email us at MikeSiebertRadio at gmail.com. The spelling on that, of course, is S-E-I-B-E-R-T. Call into the voicemail hotline at 231-224-MIKE. Once again, that's 231-224-6453. Special thanks to Michael Geisler for our theme music. For more like it, check out ByDoorMusic.com. This has been a Mike Seibert Radio Production.